oh, I'm drinking my coffee and it tastes so good. Oh, I love that. When you had that first sip of coffee and it's like, you got it right, just right. What do you put in your coffee? Half and half, mm -hmm. lots of it and an and equal. And when I wake up in the morning, I go, coffee. I mean, literally <laughs> like my eyes pop open. And I go, coffee. <laughs> I drink it, but not on a, not on a daily basis. I like an iced coffee. Did you? Mm -hmm. I just, I got into it over quarantine. I mean, since COVID, I wasn't a big coffee drinker. I was more of a tea drinker. Yeah. And now you, you heard me talk about frothing coffee. <laughs> My wow. milk and everything. I really do nice. like I, I like coffee. William even drinks coffee now. Poor thing. He drinks coffee. Oh. I got in the habit of it there for a while and then I stopped. I put so much cream in mine. Like it's like I have a little coffee with my cream. And I'm like, <laughs> it, I just felt like it was so fattening every morning. Well, so it's it, really not bad. It's only like 40 calories for like a tablespoon of half and half. Oh no, like I, I seriously had a half a mug full of <laughs> that's okay. I like sugar. I get an iced caramel latte with sugar and I, so mine is probably totally fattening. But you're right, Hall. I never used to drink coffee ever. You guys know, Melissa, I never had a cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. But quarantine did that. Erna would go out for, that was his like morning routine and he'd bring me one. I'm like, okay. It's a tad addicting too. I see yeah. that. I get addicted to it. Oh, it's oh. so easy. So, so easy. So I have my green tea here because I alternate between green tea and coffee. I already had one cup. I do like it. I find like Melissa, we're talking like how soothing it is. And like mm -hmm. Jill, unfortunately, it's addicting, I think, too. Yeah. <laughs> and I have like my certain brands that I like and certain flavors. Like I'm a French vanilla kind of girl. Oh, yeah. Or a caramel. I went to a, my doctor the other day just for like a checkup. And they asked me how many cups of caffeine I drink in a week. I said over 60. Oh, wow. <laughs> Oh, that is, that does sound, that does not sound good, Melissa. That sounds like a lot. But I drink green tea. I drink like four green teas a day. But isn't yeah. green tea decaffeinated? No, I do the caffeinated. They have decaf and caffeinated. Oh, you like the caffeine. Uh, it's just that funny. Eh, what it is, yeah. what it is. I don't do drugs and I don't drink and I don't oh, smoke. And you're healthy. You're good. I'm like, that, that did sound like a lot. 60 a week. I went, oh. Oh, yeah, that's a I lot. Know, I like green tea. It's very soothing, too. I, I guess I, I, like, I like caffeine, apparently. It's very yeah. soothing. <laughs> Me, too. Jeez. Green that's tea, like... caffeine, Diet Coke. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm. See, I drink in the morning. I do hot water with lemon and honey. That's so good. But no tea bag. Ooh. I don't do the tea bag. You just need something warm. Yeah, that's good. I was doing that for a minute without the honey, just hot water and lemon. So sometimes yeah. I do that. I'm a fickle kind of girl. <laughs> I do like that. That's soothing too. I need my Diet Coke too. And if somebody drinks my last Diet Coke, they better run. Well, I got one of them beside me too. Hot lemon water doesn't sound tasty to me for some reason. But it's so good for you. I yeah, like it. There, I don't know. There's something about it. I do like hot lemon water. It is good. My mom used to drink it. So I, I don't know. I just started drinking it. I, I think it's because I think of her. Oh, that's cute. That's, that's sweet. really good. So what have we got today, ladies? Well, you know, the Super Bowl is coming. So for yes. those of you who are listening to our podcast, thank you very much. So the Super Bowl hasn't, hasn't occurred just yet. And we debated how we were going to introduce this. So we're just being upfront. It hasn't happened yet, but we're talking, we're just podcasting inspired by the Super Bowl because it's coming in a few days. Mm -hmm. So we thought, let's talk about football and the Super Bowl because we know so much about that. And <laughs> Especially me. Yeah, I don't know much. Well, who do you guys think will win? Uh, I think. Who has cheerleaders? 
Is that I a know. win? I, I don't know. But I'm going to say, I'm going to root for the East, the East Coast. I'll root for Cincinnati. I say, who has the best costumes? Greg says, they're uniforms, not <laughs> costumes. Um, I say LA. I'm rooting for LA, LA. because Good. I think Cincinnati's in our conference. Yeah, the they Steelers. are. That's, yeah, that's yeah. what our yeah. said. LA. I'm he doesn't LA. want them. He wants LA. <laughs> it's messing up my day though just saying because (laughs) they're right in that heap of where i need to be so i'm not happy about that but i guess we'll we'll, we'll tell the mayor that say melissa needs like a helicopter to get to where she needs to go to because you're messing up our day (laughs) super bowl is inconveniencing her her schedule i can't feed my homeless people (sighs) i'm surprised they have it there if you say l.a's like so shut down yeah like to have the super bowl that's a, a lot of people there yeah but it makes a lot of money yeah i know well, and but... they probably planned it months and months ago they didn't know yeah. of course who was going to be in it but they do know where it's going to be and i think yeah. it's been a kind of controversial because la is so shut down yeah. locked down yeah. so yeah, yeah i think it's been very controversial well, i thought that like the super bowl goes to whoever won like where i mean whoever's like a winning team they like throw a quarter in the air and say, oh, it's either going to be wherever the two teams are. They have to pick their, oh. I don't know. <laughs> you went, oh. <laughs> I like Holly went, oh, oh that's, oh. No. I just thought they would just throw a quarter up in the air and say, oh, it's oh. going to be in Ohio. Or, oh, Gus, your room's cool. Gus, are you listening to this, Gus? A little bit, yes. Okay. Oh, <laughs> trying to figure out the, the quarter part of it. <laughs> It's oh, bad. well, I'm a big football fan. No, she isn't. I'm oh, like, she's not. I so just, how, are you, how are you a big football fan, but you don't understand the Super Bowl? I just, it's a joke. I'm going like this. She wants My to know ex- what color your costume was. I said, what? Smart man. Well, so once you do the introduction, I'll tell you, my ex-husband was so obsessed with sports, he made me hate them. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> Just delay my wife and pick your fantasy team by colors of the jerseys. That's what I do. <laughs> no, Melissa doesn't call them jerseys. She They're calls costumes. them costumes. costumes. <laughs> we, we, Gus, Anna's welcome. Is ahead of her. <laughs> yeah. Love and, it. and and we're dance moms. Holly's Holly's the only one who had football players. And I guess that's how you guys know each other. You can. That's int- right. So we have our guests. Watching your show. Uh, it's kind of like there was a little bit of football in that. There was a lot of competitiveness. And, uh, oh, you, you think was, just a tackle. I always was waiting to see somebody get tackled. Oh, that's what I said. I would, if I was on the show today, I would be in prison because I would be tackling somebody. Guess is like that's a sports funny. analyst for Dance Moms. There you go. There you go. We're comparing, we're comparing Dance Moms to football. Wait, can you yeah, in? What room is that, Gus? It is a cool room. This is, uh, we remodeled a house in Oakmont, uh, I don't know, back in 13 when we moved back home and uh, we don't have a basement. So we took a room upstairs and made it the hangout room for all the kids. Oh, I love it. That's cool. They have the coolest house. It was, um, it's all barnwood and the Amish came down and I grew up close to Amish country. Me too. Where? In uh, Fort City, Catanning area. Oh, I lived in Lancaster County, so. Yeah, well, you were on the other side of the state. We were, it's kind of close to Dayton. There's a lot of Smicksburg, if you guys ever heard of that, but that's, that's kind of where we were. So you can hire the Amish to come in and, and do a lot of work pretty cheap. So they do they great work, did, too. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. There's just, you just kind of have to deal with the smell sometimes. <laughs> I know it well. <laughs> Some of our 
listeners are kids who grew up watching us on television and now they're graduating college, just like some of our older kids that we have who are looking for jobs or have looked for jobs. And to have your application stand out as a candidate on Indeed, where potential employers can find you easily, access who you are, your skill set, and then you can have these virtual interviews. Indeed saves time. Indeed is the number one job site in the world with more total visits than any other job site, according to Comscore. If you're hiring, you need Indeed because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applicants that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. And Indeed is the number one source of hires in the U.S., according to the Talent Nest. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. It's amazing what they can do all online now. Absolutely. And we all know that interviewing can be very stressful, but Indeed assessments help take the stress out of the interview process. Your candidates don't need to prove themselves again, and you can dive deeper into talking about what's important to you. So instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, helping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com mom. Offer valid through March 31st. So go to Indeed.com mom to claim your $75 credit. Indeed.com slash mom. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire. You need Indeed. I want Gus, I want to hear his story. And I love that you're a local boy, Gus. But go ahead, Hall. You introduce him. So Gus Farrat is a good family friend, a professional football player, and just a terrific man. Just like a good heart, good soul. Married to Anne. I don't know how many years, but many years. Three children. 27. It's just just beautiful. Our boys grew up together in um, high school. Um, played football. Um, EJ was at their house most of the time when I was filming Dance Moms. They were like his surrogate family. And after Gus retired from football, you also moved back to Pittsburgh and you were a coach for a brief time for Central Catholic where the boys went to school as oh, well. Oh, nice. So, I mean, he's a quarterback coach, so EJ's not a quarterback, so he wasn't coaching him directly, but he was on the team and just a great guy. But I want you to tell us more about your story in your own words because I just think you're you're great. Because, and also, we have a record. There's so much you could tell us about yourself, your story. We always have questions. Yeah, there, there's a lot that's happened in my life. There's there's no doubt about that, being 50 years old. And, and uh, you know, what's happened through my time playing 
football for over 25 years through high school, college, and the NFL. There's been a lot that's happened. Uh, we've moved. I played for seven teams in the NFL. We've moved all over the country a bunch of times. I retired in St. Louis after I played with the Vikings. We were living in St. Louis at that time because I played for the Rams right before that, and I didn't want to move the kids out of, out of high school again. So I played there, retired there in St. Louis. Then I coached at a high school team in St. Louis. Uh, my kids went to a school called John Burroughs School. How nice. So I had a couple of really incredible athletes on my high school team. My kids went there. My daughter graduated from Burroughs with uh, two guys that are in the NFL now, Ezekiel Elliott and Foye Alucon. Wow. So Ezekiel plays for the Cowboys and Foye plays for the Falcons. Just great kids. And then, um, you know, this was just uh, an incredible school. And so my daughter graduated from Burroughs and she went to Haverford in Philly. Oh. And, and um, so we basically said, okay, we're going to move home. Are we going to stay in St. Louis? So we decided to move home because a four-hour car ride is a lot better than a, you know, four-hour <laughs> flight. Yeah. Um, so we moved home and we were trying to find where our kids, our two boys would go to school. We ended up with Central Catholic at Pittsburgh. They were going to go to Shadyside at first, but they weren't accepted. Why? I don't know. They I don't know. Really They're lost. School. Yeah, hey. so we ended up at Central Catholic. The boys really, uh, they enjoyed their time. And then we found a house in, in Oakmont. We started to remodel it. I've been here. I've worked uh, as a coach, like uh, Holly said, at Pittsburgh Central Catholic. Was coaching on the team for a little bit. Didn't end up right place for me, but I loved being around my sons and all their friends and getting to see them interact with everyone else. And then they graduated, went off to college, and then I had to find something else to do. I ended up working with a Pittsburgh company called RC21X. Uh, they created an app that measures and monitors your brain performance. So I worked with them for a little bit. Entrepreneurial spirit came out with them, trying to figure out. I never was in business before, so I learned a lot with them on just basic stuff, like how to do a PowerPoint, how to put a, a whole, you know, something together to show people what you're talking about and work with vertical. All these terms I never had to deal with before that are business terms. And so what I've done over the few years is trying to relate all that business to sports, all the transitions that I've made to sports, in sports, to other things. And so I created a podcast, just like you guys are doing. I have one called Huddle Up with Gus. And oh, I've been yeah. doing that. And I've been doing that for three years. And I've interviewed, uh, I probably had over 150 interviews now. But wow. I've interviewed some of the best athletes in the world to some of the greatest entertainers in the world. I've had Matthew McConaughey on. Um, okay. I'm getting ready to have Hall & Oates on, which will be a lot of fun. Oh, wow. Um, I have a old quarterback from the Bengals this week, who was my quarterback coach when I played for the Bengals, uh, Ken Anderson. So I've had incredible people from, you know, Michael Strahan to, oh, uh, oh, he's yeah, my yeah, yeah, there's <laughs> a Strahan fan club here. We love him. What wow. about Terry Bradshaw? I haven't had Terry on yet. Um, he, but he, he would be great. He'd be great. I don't watch his show, but uh, <laughs> I watch him on Fox Sports, but <laughs> I haven't seen his show. But he was my well, idol. He was my idol growing up because I grew up here in Pittsburgh and yeah, I love the Steelers sure. from the 70s. I'm not such a Steelers fan now, but from the 70s, that was all my dad and I would watch. And I all his him. brothers and sisters, everybody was a Steelers fan. And so um, that was my idol. And I got to meet him when I was playing for Washington. He interviewed me for Fox Sports. So oh. that was like, you know, you're, you're, you're this adult and you're playing in something you love to do. 
and then all of a sudden you get to meet your idol that did it before you. So that was a really yeah, cool that's moment. Cool. Do you know what I love about him? He's real, like he loves his family to a point like I do, like he's obsessed with his family. Like he wants them all to be in the same house. It's really fun. He's just a good man. I love that. he He's so good. I mean, he's sports, of course, you know, football, he was amazing. And he's such a good commentator. I actually like to listen to him, even though I don't really listen to what he's saying when he's doing football, but he loves his family and he's just a really positive guy. Yeah. He's, he seems like that kind of guy. He has a huge personality, but he has a big heart too. Mm -hmm. uh, I feel like I'm kind of the same. I've been married to my wife, Ann for, oh gosh, we met in my third year in college and we've been together ever since. Uh, we've been married 27 years. Good um, for you. Uh, which our anniversary just was, just happened on February 1st. And then we have the three great, yeah, thank you. We have three great kids and, uh, you know, they're all out of school. And like Holly said, Gabe, my youngest, uh, went to school with uh, EJ and, and uh, they've been best friends ever since. And, oh, um, you know, it's kind of fun to watch them grow up and, you know, EJ came over the other day and pulled up in his nice red Impala. And I said, you still got that thing? It's still running? I said, yeah, man, I'm not getting rid of this thing until it dies. So. Uh, he's such a good boy. Yeah, he's awesome. So uh, even though the whole family, I mean, my sons have gone out to L.A. to see uh, your daughter and Will and everybody else. And it's just been a, a nice you know, two families that are really good that, that we, we enjoy each other's company. I miss our game nights, our pizza. I know, I know. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, we all get so busy. Then the pandemic yeah. hit and like so yeah. many things got cut out of our lives that yeah. we used to do. Yeah. Do you fight during those game nights, Holly? Were they, were they competitive, Hall? Cause <laughs> do they still fight, you know, how you, they're don't... not fight. They're funny. It's it, oh, okay. uh, they're, they're highly entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, you just cannot have, like, our house, there's no rules. There's no, like, you can't say, you say whatever you want. It's a lot of fun, but um, you can't have Gabe and Gunner on the same team because they're, like, they're not twins, but they just basically read each other's minds, and so we have to yeah. separate them. Yeah, but we had a fun, we had a lot of fun that night. We, we that's our thing. When people come over, I think it's one of the best ways to get to know people is, is to have game night, and we usually do that, and plus... My wife does like tarot cards and pools and all that. So we'll do those oh, kind wow. of things too. Oh, yeah. Fun. And they're dog people too. <gasps> so oh, they're just Lord. like, they're like the, the family next door that you just love. So, yeah, so. We, oh. we have three dogs now. So we, we got a pit bull. She's a little pocket oh. pity. She's so cute. Cause so during the pandemic, when it first started, we lost two know. of our dogs. We lost a bulldog and we lost a mastiff. Oh. And then so we wanted another dog. We rescued a pit bull from. Uh, humane society so after six weeks he started being really protective of my wife and we didn't know his background he was oh he's probably close to three years old and uh he actually attacked me oh, and i oh, had I yeah so he was protecting my wife and he because she was like oh there's a bug over here and i kind of swatted it away and he didn't like oh. that so he attacked me and we had to put him down which was really sad and i was like okay we've had dogs all our whole life our daughter's a vet i'm kind of done with animals and then we went to Penn Hills because her one of our co-workers from West Penn Hospital called her and said, you got to come see these puppies. And, you know, if you go see a puppy, it's kind of over. Yeah. And so yeah, we saw all this little puppy. Right yeah, she, she was so cute. And then we also, we rescued two more dogs, one dog from Africa. Her name's Jill Biden. And uh, she's, <laughs> she's really cute. And then we rescued another dog from a group called Mastiff Stamutz. Uh, he's a big mastiff and uh, his name's Sully. So we have three wow. dogs again and it's been kind of crazy. What kind is the puppy? They call them pocket pitties, po pocket pit bulls. Oh, and they're a little tiny. They're a mix. Yeah, they're real. If you look them up on the internet, they're like, you can't stop watching the videos. 
they're like they're like that far off the ground and they got these little bulldog stances but they're little and she is just the cutest thing so she wouldn't feed off the mom when she was a baby so the lady who raised her she slept in her bed every night and she had a bottle feeder so she now she is like the sweetest thing ever and but she's a little too (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's like they they get you and then they can do whatever they want they suck you in yeah our friend just um adopted a dog from ukraine they rescued these dogs that, so they got two she yeah. got one and her friend got one and they are on the streets but they come here i'm like it's amazing yeah i think it's just something that like uh i've watched you know stories of veterans who come back from the wars and everything and dogs just have a way of dealing with us that no one else can when you're hurting or you have something going on they don't really care you know they just want to be with you and sit by your side it it helps in a lot of ways absolutely yeah we're all dog people here <laughs> we yeah. talk we talk I, we talk a lot about our dogs probably some more than our children yeah Crazy. i'm trying to <laughs> yeah i'm trying to get my daughter to move back home and just she's in vet well she graduated from vet school so she's a veterinarian she's down at friendship Good animal hospital That's amazing. In, in dc and i'm trying to get her to come back home and work in pittsburgh which would be awesome i bought a tea set because I want to drink tea as I watch my acorn TV. You're going to think I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. <laughs> but I like to also pretend as I'm watching my acorn TV that I'm there with the characters of my favorite show. So I'm having my tea and my little, little cake to mm-hmm. go with it. And, you know, it's, I don't know what it is about it, but it just transports me into another place and i am in my happy place watching acorn tv and drinking my tea i love it well do you call evan in your best british accent (laughs) or the try that that would be fun that's like stage two i guess because when i'm watching (laughs) my favorite shows I'm in my zone. I do love British TV, and I I love that you are a big Acorn user. Do you have some favorite shows from Acorn TV that you can share with our listeners? Oh my gosh, absolutely. Like for me, I love the mystery shows. Like those are absolutely so much fun. So Queens of Mystery season two is out now. Wonderful. And I absolutely love it. You know, I binge watched season one last fall. Once I started watching one episode, it kind of before I knew it, I was like into the fourth or fifth episode. I was just so engrossed. It's such a good show. Queens of Mystery follows the adventures of three crime writing sisters, Beth, Kat, and Jane Stone, and their 28-year-old niece, Detective. Detective Sergeant Maddie Stone. So they use their knowledge of crime, both real world and fictional, and together they solve mystery. But no matter how many cases they're able to crack, the unsolved mystery that haunts all of the characters is that of Maddie's mother's disappearance 25 years ago. So they solve all these mysteries, all these murders, but they still have this lingering mystery about where is her mother. They kind of drop clues and hints throughout, but it's just this beautiful town and all these murders keep happening. It's oh. kind of fascinating. Yeah, it sounds great. And the beauty is Acorn TV has hundreds of exclusive shows from around the world, including award-winning mysteries like you just explained, dramas, comedies, history, and so much more. And did you know, Holly, you probably know this, your kids probably watch it too. You can share your password and grant access or allow access to the site to anyone, including coworkers. And you get thousands of hours of new enthralling content on Acorn TV at a fraction of the cost compared to most streaming 
streaming services at just $5.99 a month for Acorn TV. Try Acorn TV free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and use our promo code MOM. But you have to enter the code in all lowercase letters. That's A-C-O-R-N dot T-V, promo code MOM, M-O-M, to get your first 30 days for free, acorn.tv, code MOM. I grew up outside, about 45 minutes outside of Pittsburgh. Um, uh, if you go Route 28 North in a town called Fort City, sure. and my wife actually grew up in a town next to it called Catanning. Now they're combined into Armstrong Central or Armstrong Riverhawks or whatever they are now. But I grew up there. It was a small school. I think I graduated with 130 kids. Uh, you know, now it's probably like 85 kids, something that's just wow. smaller and smaller. All the factories yeah. left. And then I ended up getting a scholarship to University of Tulsa, or Tulsa nice. University in Oklahoma. It was a coach that I really liked. And uh, he came and visited me a couple times. Uh, his name was David Rader. And so I decided to go there. You know, I went from this little town in Pennsylvania to Oklahoma, which is all yeah. cowboy hats and boots and you know, and the first time you go to a place and you see all that happen, it's it's a shock. I'm sure it was fun. I'm sure that was awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I really I liked the it. change of, uh, of kind sure. of everything around you. You know, you get, you're in this little bubble and then you get to go change it. But I had a lot of roommates from Philly and Pittsburgh that couldn't handle it and would go back home in four or five months. Oh, wow. Right? They, they missed their family. They missed their friends. They, I was yeah. like, I'm ready to move on. Plays five years in college. And actually, after my senior year of football, the spring semester, I came back home and actually interned with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Oh, cool. So then um, ended up going to Combine, got drafted by Washington, and the rest is kind of history. So Washington was your first NFL team. Yes. What do you think of their new name? Their new name is, is different. I don't know. I think mm-hmm. it's going to take some time to what kind is of catch Commander. on. The, the commanders. Yeah. Why? From, what I, from people I've talked to, like the military people really like it. The name commander, mm. you know. I don't think of that really from like the military it. perspective. That's interesting. Um, yeah. Okay. But I think the fans are really struggling with it, you know. No, really? Uh, yeah, I think they're really have. you know, it was the Redskins for so long. And then I think fans, they, you know, I don't think they're a real fan of Dan Snyder, the owner. And so it took a long time to rename the team. And I went to think they went through a process and uh, people are going to take some time to figure it out. You know, like they changed the burgundy color a little bit. It's yeah. not the same burgundy. They're trying to make it different, but it's keep it as neutral as possible to what it used to be. They have cheerleaders, right? I think yeah. they do. Yeah, they do now. Yeah. Because they're going to need all new cheers. I feel like all the cheer stuff is just kind of regenerated with new names. You know? <laughs> my, wife, my wife was a cheerleader in high school and she can, you know, she said, oh, we used to do that one in high school. Yeah. So You could put it in. So you and your wife are high school sweethearts. No, no. Her father was my high school football coach, uh, uh, but she lived with her mom because her mom and dad were divorced. So I knew of her. But oh, I never okay. really knew her. Until, Until after. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, her dad wasn't letting anybody date her in high school. <laughs> Especially you. But right. she, was, she was from the rival town, so I didn't really, you know. <laughs> she actually burned me in effigy in a, in a bonfire before Katana and Port City. <laughs> when she writes the book, I want to read it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, she, she would be the one to tell all the good stories, that's for sure. That's that must have been fun. fun for her as a football uh, wife. I mean, I think 
you know, being, you know, married to an athlete would be really fun because it's always different. You know, if you, if you're allowed to travel. Do the wives always travel and go to all the games? Or? Well, we had kids. We were 25 when we had our daughter. And then we had kids really young. And so that was always difficult, you know, and I'll give you an example. So we left Washington. I was picked up by Detroit. And so I'm in Detroit going through practice and then she's coming up. We're going to look at a couple of rental houses to figure out where we're going to live. And I pull up to the airport and she's absolutely hysterically bawling and i'm like oh my gosh what happened like what was the flight bad did you you know and she has all three of our kids in tow and our and our babysitter was helping her because it's just a lot at that point you know with three car seats and figuring all that i pull up she's crying you know we had a really great house in dc she gets in and i'm like what's oh my gosh what's going on and she said the biggest rat ever just ran over past us and over my foot. And I, you know, that just caused her like to go from like we had this awesome time in DC and then we had to pick up and move to Detroit. And that's traumatizing. Yeah. So there's a lot of good and bad that happened. <laughs> the one thing it was like, okay, it's a sign, it's an omen. Yeah. It, it was one that's, thing too much. And you guys know it. It's like going to a new city, trying to find new schools for your kids yeah. and trying to figure out all the, everything that she had to deal with. And then I was gone most every day just because of, you know, that's how it is in the NFL. You know, it was a process. And by the time we were done after 15 years, we kind of figured it out. So we figured like at some <laughs> point we should probably write a book tell everybody our story and maybe we yeah. can help them through yeah that's, okay, that's brilliant that's a great idea people would want yeah. to know yeah. what do you think are some of the bit misconceptions of being in the nfl well something? i think everybody thinks everybody's a you know a millionaire and a gazillionaire and we're just different people we're not we're just the same and and a lot of times i think that uh, egos get overinflated because the nfl does a you know they do a good job of protecting you from in situations from fans and autographs and but a lot of people want your time and attention and so mm-hmm. that becomes hard but i think like like if you go talk to kids in high school every person i've talked to that played in the nfl i'm always like okay what's the first question you get when you go to a school and the first question always is how much money do you make it doesn't so matter sad. what grade level right but that's the perception of being yeah. in the nfl and it's funny when you see a lot of guys don't come out of the nfl with a lot of money a lot of them have lost it if you give you guys, you know, $3 million when you're 22 years old, blow but, you know, how many of us really know how to handle that kind of money when we're that age, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, they don't teach you that in college. They don't teach you life skills and empowerment and how to handle all those things in college. So it just takes you time to figure it out. And you really only see the people that are the top 1% that are in yeah. most of the shows or anything, right? Tom Brady all the time, Big Ben all the time, all those mm-hmm. guys. And you don't see the other 52 guys that are on the team that are sometimes struggling or trying to handle things and they don't know how. Can I ask a question? This is something that I, I'm very like business-minded and about things because my husband retired at 58 from Westinghouse. He was there for over 38 years. And um, you know, we have to pay for our own health insurance. And I always wondered that with athletes when they retire, you know, they, they don't retire at 58, they're in their 40s typically. Do you have to pay, like, does the football association or whatever they call them, what is it called? NBA? No, that's NFL. No. NFL. NBA <laughs> is basketball. Um, do they provide you with like Cobra insurance or do you have to go out and get your own insurance? And if you do, that's a lot of money for a lot of years. Well, I will tell you this. So things have changed since I retired even on how that works. But the average lifespan in the NFL is two and a half years. So they're more like it in their late 
twenties when they have they get out of the NFL. What? Wow. There are the few that like fifteen uh, years, like I played, um, like in that's like five percent of the guys maybe. Um, so it's a small number, but uh, as you go in, obviously when you're playing, the NFL takes care of all your health care. When you get out, when I was when I got out, and I don't, they changed this rule. I think with the last C- CBA, the collective bargaining agreement, that they will you can pay into a system, and so that your stuff is paid for the rest of your time. But they didn't have that when I was playing, and so they when I was coming out, and uh, they pay for your insurance five years after you retire. And then you're on your own. So like, yeah. like you said, uh, with Cobra, you have to get a job or something, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you, unless you were lucky save. to save yeah, and save be money. smart, you know, <laughs> but, smart, um, yeah. but you still have to like, so you get Cobra that costs, that's like twice as much as what signal was for us. And then when you get out, that's one of the reasons my wife, she works full time is like, she has great insurance with Highmark. You know, it, it, it helps, you know, because our kids are on it and I did pay for it on my own until she, cause she was getting her master's and as a social worker and everything. And so you have to pay for that. You have to get your kids on it. You have to protect everyone and it is expensive. And, and um, you know, we have one kid off at Abby's 26 now, so she's not on it anymore. Yeah. She has her own. But it still is expensive. And, sure. uh, you know, they did have a few one year in the NFL, they did, which was like an HRA. And depending on how many years you had uh, vested in the NFL, they gave you a certain amount of money to put into account that you can use for any medical purposes. So at that point, I was I had the most years possible. So I got the highest amount. And so anytime I have a big bill or like a deductible, I can send that in and I get reimbursed for that money. But that didn't happen to everyone. I was just curious about that. That's a really good question. Yeah. And if the guys are only in there, let's say le- less than four years, they're in their thirties. What are they going to do for, you know, they have to I get mean, a job. They're young and healthy like two and a half. to work. Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're young enough. Yeah. They, they retire, but then yeah. they can go back to go work somewhere. Yeah. In the last so- 10 years, we've really been trying to work on when you leave sports as a professional, how can I, take that what I've learned as a as an athlete and transfer that to business world so you're trying to take language that you learned as an athlete um, in college or in pros and transfer that into the business world and that you know and that's not as easy as you would think because a lot of people that have played sports have leadership skills have different assets that they can bring to a company it's it's hard it's hard for guys to change from something they've done for so many years Mm -hmm. and transition into business or whatever especially if you didn't learn that kind of stuff in college. When you were in college, Gus, did you know you were, did you want to go pro in the NFL? Did you have a feeling? Did your coaches say, look, you're going to get signed? Well, everybody has that dream, right? You all have a dream. Like your, your, your daughters probably all had a dream. They want to be the best dancer out there and and be recognized. That was my dream. But anyway, we all have, I mean, that was my mom's dream too, for me, right. To be in the NFL and do all those kind of things. Uh But for me personally, you know, when you make it to college, you you know, your percentages go down and down. Once I met my wife, it wasn't, it was, it was important to me to do that, but it was also important to me for to figure out how to be with her as well. And so then when it time came, I got invited to the combine, which was huge for us. That's like where you yeah. get to go show yeah. off your skill set. I didn't really expect anything. You get an agent at that point, and your agent usually is the one who can help you figure out if you're going to be drafted or not, right? He's calling, he knows all the general managers and coaches, and then they can call and get an idea of where you should be drafted or if you even 
can be drafted. And so then you have an idea of that. And so I was kind of like in the lower end. I didn't know I, you know, I was drafted in the seventh round. It was the last round. I didn't know if I was going to be drafted at all. You kind of hope, right? You kind of yeah, live that dream absolutely. as long as possible. Yeah. And if it doesn't happen, then you have to figure out what the heck am I going to do next? But I was lucky. <laughs> I got to go and, and I was drafted by Washington. And, and the other quarterback they took was a first rounder. I was a late rounder. And he never showed up because he wanted more money. So I got all his reps. And I think that really helped me um, sure. procure yeah. myself into playing a long time. Well, we're you proud say of lucky. our Pittsburgh guy. So I think yeah. it's awesome. Like, it's just like, it feels good to, that you move back to Pittsburgh. I mean, that's like really pretty fabulous. You know, people always wonder why so many quarterbacks have come out of Pittsburgh. You know, Joe Namath, Jim Kelly, you name it, Dan Marino, a ton of guys. And I think Pittsburgh just builds get people differently, right? Our, a lot of our parents, a lot of our uh, people that came before us, you know, Pittsburgh was known as a mill city. It was tough, right? You had to get by. My dad was one of 15 kids. So like on, on that sense, like when my dad and all his brothers would come to a training camp, I would bring him in. I'd always fly him in. They could come and do whatever. They go oh. to training camp and they'd be there for three or four days. They'd all, they'd all do that. And then I take them back. Inevitably, I take them some point back to their hotel where they were staying. And, and they'd all have their suitcases in their rooms open up. Like all of them were the same. <laughs> and they would have sugar packets, ketchup packets. <laughs> anything they could get for free would go into their suitcase. Yeah. My mom did that too. Like all the time. That was their generation. And that's, I'm like, why are you guys doing that? You have, they, oh, no, no, you got to keep it. You never know when you need this stuff. And I love it. it. Just how they were. <laughs> they were probably the, so proud of you, hometown uh, boy, making it big. That's awesome. It was nice. Yeah, you know, they're in my hometown. My cousin Mitch actually was older. He's eight years old. He was eight years older than me. He actually played at Penn State and went on and played for the Buffalo Bills. Wow. And then um, there was another gentleman who was in our hometown who was way older, uh, but he played professional baseball. And then another guy. So they're, they're, our hometown is really small. But there were only a few of us that ever made it into the professional yeah. uh, kind of arena. You know, that's I probably played the longest. Well, yeah. and I, that's what that's I tell amazing. kids all the time. It doesn't matter where, you know, like Pittsburgh Central Catholic, like for as good as they are, they get kids from Butler and I, they come from all over. And I would tell parents like, look, if your kid is good, they're yeah. going to get recruited from wherever they are. The, the, yeah. the people that want them will find them. Yeah. And that's just kind of, I mean... I grew up in a little town. I used to send out VHS tapes to co colleges all over. You know, there was nothing like they have today, all the different technology. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you're good, if they're talented, people They'll will find, find them. Yeah. I know a recruiter that recruits baseball players and he had the coolest story. He used to play for, oh, oh yeah, he was in New York, but then he works for LA now because he has an office in LA. He's from Australia. Well, he's from here, but he married an Australian. Um, but he said he would go to Japan yeah. down these dirt roads and these kids were playing baseball in, and he would find them. He'd scout them. Yeah. I mean, it's not amazing. Well, if you guys want like somebody that's that's relevant today, um, Giannis, uh, I don't even know how to say this. Oh, yeah. And it's uh, I can never say his last name because it's so long. Right. Mm -hmm. They call him the Greek freak. He plays mm -hmm. basketball for um, Milwaukee, I'm going to say. You look at his story. He was just him and his brother were just playing basketball in Greece. They had no idea what they're doing. Like mm -hmm. somebody just found him. They just saw that, that his talent skills were better than anybody else. And there he's won. I think he's won two championships, a bunch of MVPs and just an amazing guy that comes from humble backgrounds that somebody found um, playing hoops in a back alley somewhere.
I think I think that's the guy. They I see him come up on Google. Like he has, they were like showing his cell phone. It's cracked. And someone said, why don't you get a fix? He said, it works. Why do I want to get fixed? <laughs> like, I mean, it's pretty awesome when you see someone that's making millions of dollars and he's like, my phone still works. So it's just cracked. You know, that's pretty cool. I think when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to be humble because you go into a place that everybody mm-hmm. else is. Like when you go in a locker room, guys had all these suits and there'd be guys doing all these things or guys got new jewelry or somebody just got a new car and all that it's really hard to be humble and say i don't need those kind of things because Mm. you're you're surrounded by it every day and like for me now like when you're in the middle of it and you're in your early 20s you kind of want to that feels like you want to be a part of that group but it's not necessary um to advance by you know having a new necklace or whatever or or better clothes and or better shoes and it always amazed me to see when people can be humble and they have so much in front of them i love that thank you you wish you had that that wisdom then when you were younger right yeah now i do because i you know i have a truck from 2013 that i probably won't ever get rid of because i'm still paying for (laughs) all my kids cars (laughs) well i want to talk about kids will do that no. Yeah, I don't even have a car, guys. So I talk about this all the time. I borrow the other kids. I I, I borrow the Impala. <laughs> I borrow the Oh my God. Car. You're taking your life into your own hands. I am. <laughs> you beg, borrow, and plead. Right? I do, exactly. It's funny, Holly, how we talked about New Year's resolutions and what we all wanted to do to make ourselves better. And with the busy holiday season behind us, it's important to reprioritize yourself, which we've all talked about, especially with the days being cold and short, focusing on your health and finding a routine that works should be put at the forefront. And we all agreed to do it. I have it on tape. (laughs) (laughs) We have witnesses. (laughs) We have witnesses. And it's so easy to do with Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that ships high quality, personalized vitamins, supplements, and powders conveniently to your door every month. I always tell myself I'm going to take my vitamins, I'm going to be more disciplined, and then the day goes by and I don't take them. But since I've been using Care Of, I take it every day. You know what? You're right. It's mind over matter. There's no reason. Care Of makes it so easy. With the individualized packets daily, put it by your tea or your lemon water, something you do every day. I put mine by my toothbrush so I don't forget. And I love the little daily inspiration that you get on the packets. I like that. When I initially signed up, I was able to do the assessment. It's so individualized as far as what are you looking for? It wasn't like, oh, here, take this. It was created with me in mind and was very intentional. And if your needs change, because let's face it, we change as seasons change and days and years. It evolves with you. You can make changes as well. And Care Of products are made from good for you, clean ingredients that are backed by the latest science and research. So you can feel good about what you're putting into your body. So for 50% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code BMSS50. For 50% off your first Care Up order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter code BMSS50. 
But you've had so much longevity as a professional athlete, but I want to make sure we spend a little time because I, I just think this record is so cool. So yeah. you hold a record for one of the longest touchdown passes in NFL history at 99 yards. I've, I've seen videos of it, which is pretty remarkable. But Oh, send you, it to us. Can you tell <laughs> us a little bit? I will. Can you tell us? That's a good point. Um, a, what you remember from that day? I've had so many great experiences in the NFL playing in games and being with incredible people. But that day was, you know, I love being in Minnesota. Minneapolis and the Twin Cities, just such a great place. I love that town. And their fan base is incredible, right? Uh, and this was the old dome. And we're playing up there. This was in uh, 2008. It was my last year in the NFL. And we're playing oh, wow. our rival. The, we're playing the Bears uh, at home, and uh, you know they were, they had a very good team, had a really good defense. So I remember our defense. They're driving the football. Our defense is uh, out there. They get on and they get close to the goal line, right? So it's like first down, first and goal from the five. They get like a yard. They run the ball, and all of a sudden, you know, and I can't remember happening in between plays. So it's it's fourth and goal from the one yard line. And they run the ball and they don't get it. So we get the ball. Like the place is going yeah. insane right now, right? Our defense has a big stand. Our offense is going out in the field. And the coach looks at me and he says, hey, we're going to run this play. And I'm like, wait, so we're, that one? And he's like, yeah, we're going to. I'm like, nobody ever calls this from the one-yard line. It was just where everybody ran a go route, which is a streak down the field. And so I go out and I call it. I said, all right, guys, give me some protection up front and let's throw a touchdown here. And and you go out and they play this coverage that gives you an opportunity to do that. So I was able to stare the corner onto the tight end and then throw it over his head to our receiver. But I'm standing in the back of our end zone, which that rarely happens. There's only been 13 times where there's been a 99 yard play in the NFL. Some have been runs, some have been passes. And for that one is like, everything happened like it was a dream, right? Cause you go back, you throw it, the guy catches it perfectly, runs 99 yards and the place erupts. And uh, it was such an amazing play for me personally. I never, I was never lucky enough to play in a Super Bowl. It just never worked out for me that way, but I had some amazing experiences and that's probably the most incredible one just because it's in a dome. It was that's loud. incredible. Yeah. And it's probably the <laughs> furthest I've ever run on a football field, right? From end zone to end zone. Yeah. Like quarterbacks don't do that stuff. And so it was just <laughs> such an amazing celebration. And after that play that week, I called our um, team photographer and he had this incredible picture from oh, the back of the end zone. It. it was like a three, six, like a, you know, 180 picture. You see all yeah. the fans and everything. And it's right after I released the ball in the air and you can see everybody that was on in, in that play. And so I took that picture, blew it up, and everybody that was in that place signed it. I gave everybody one, and our coaches one, because it's just something that yeah. rarely ever happens. I mean, cool. yes, I would have loved to be holding a Super Bowl trophy, but that didn't happen either. So you you take what you can get, and uh, it was a very yeah. joyous moment. And you won that game. We, we did yeah. win that game. Yeah, yeah. I think our fans willed us to win that game. <laughs> yeah. Love well, that. Gus, when I, I, when Holly said she found a, you know, the perfect person to come on our podcast, I told my husband your name. He knew that story. He said, "Oh yeah, Gus, he's a local boy. He threw ninety. Yeah. He knew the whole thing." Yeah, and, yeah, it's it's been I out there. I guess a lot of men a, do. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Amazing. I mean, there's a lot of stories about me that are out there. So uh, I mean, at least he remembered a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Wait, I want to know a yeah. bad one. No, I'm just joking. No, oh, a, I can tell you lots of those. There's been quite a few of those in my life. No, that's okay. <laughs> Have you ever been injured badly? Oh, yes, yes. I've, um, I've had tons of injuries. Um, oh. I broke my hip one year. <gasps> I've played, uh, you know, 
I separated my shoulder against the Chiefs one year um, and had to have it put back together. Um, I've had probably 12 surgeries um, oh, yeah. in my time, bad knees, bad ankles. Are you in pain now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually just went to the doctor. I got an MRI on my shoulder. So um, he said, we could do a surgery, but I'd rather not. I'd rather you just kind of go through some therapy to, to deal with it. But it's kind of hard oh. not getting things fixed because they you do deal with a lot of pain. It takes me forever in the morning to get loosened up and get moving. I'm sure. So yeah, they that changed now that you're not allowed to like hit the quarterbacks and stuff like you used to. Oh, you can still hit them, but it's it's a lot less. It, it's Why? a lot more strict the way that you're They're allowed to hit clobbered. them. Well, they just Poor taken guys. some of the stuff. Like I've been hit like back in the day, they could hit you in the head. They can take your <gasps> knees out and they do oh, all those cool. things. But now those are penalties. That's and so funny. it just deters the guys from trying. I mean, if you take the opposing team's quarterback out, it gives you probably, I don't know what the percentage is. It probably gets you a lot higher percentage of, of beating that team. Winning, right? right. <laughs> well, because backups are backups for a reason, and it's harder to win with your backups playing. But, you know, I, I think back to when we were talking about Michael Strahan, he and I always laugh. He had the hardest hit against me ever. Like I, um, he hit he, you? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were playing, because he was with the Giants, and I was with Washington. And he's my, huge. He hit me from behind. I oh. plead blood I plead blood for like four days. Oh. But then, so Michael, Michael tells everyone I, that was the hardest hit he ever had on a quarterback, right? So he just got inducted into, like, the ring of honor for the Giants. And the first video they play is of, is of him hitting me. And I'm like, I'm glad I could get you into the ring of honor. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's my kidneys. Big. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Jesus. he's huge. When you say that about the second um, string quarterback, do you, I don't know if EJ ever told you that was his initial goal. Did he ever tell you that that was his goal? We had to tell him you can't tell people that in high school he would people would ask what do you want to do because I want to become a second string quarterback. I'm like that should not be your aspiration, and that's when we knew he was never going to go to the NFL because no one goes to the NFL aspiring to be. The second string quarterback. I don't know. If you're the second string quarterback, it, it feels a lot better. You don't have to deal with all the pressure. <laughs> stress. That's you know, what he said. The stress. That's oh what he said. God. He's like, it's a brilliant job. That's it's a perfect crazy. job. He was beyond his time. <laughs> you could be down there watching and cheering everybody on. That was his and... goal. Be a second just, string it's, all, it's all good until you have to go in and play and you're like, uh-oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. And things start intention. moving really yeah things start moving really really fast yeah that changes things a little bit wait, wait before i just want to make sure we get because the super bowl is coming up yeah who are you rooting for for the super bowl well i'll tell you what i got my oh, my Bengals jersey no! I oh yay that's oh! what i said you're an east coast boy i'm a joe burrow fan oh that's beautiful i'm All rooting right. for the Bengals. i'm rooting All for the Bengals in this game Oh, I, I think, love that. I think Me if there's anybody, that. yeah, if there's anybody that can uh, pull it out, it's Joe Burrow. I love his grit and how he plays the game. Oh, awesome. my gosh. See, now I was against it because aren't they in the same conference as the Steelers? So I was like, oh, we got to go Yeah, but I played are. for the Bengals, not the Steelers, so. There you go. That's what yeah. I that's, that's it. That's, I you like know, that I jersey. tried to play for the Steelers three times. There's probably something saying that you shouldn't, right, because of all my family that's in Pittsburgh. And that probably was a good thing that I didn't play here because yeah. it, it probably wouldn't have ended up good. I'll tell you a story. When I came back one year and I played in Pittsburgh, I was playing with Washington and I got everybody in my family 
tickets, right? I don't know. We yeah. probably had 40 people at the game. Oh my gosh. That's I come out after the game and my wife's upset. I'm like, what's wrong? And she goes, look at your family. They all had Pittsburgh Steeler jerseys on. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That funny. is funny. That's but wait, I go to other countries. You, know, you, like, you, you love who you love. So that's yeah. it. <laughs> but what's funny to me is I'm I'm not really a fan. So anyway, but I was always a Philly fan. So um, because I love I'm kind of around from around there. But everybody, like if I went to Aruba or uh, Mexico or wherever you go, people have Steelers stuff. Yeah. On everywhere you go. Everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Well, Washington, <laughs> Washington used to be like that the, the, oh, the really? so my wife and i we didn't get married the normal way we flew to hawaii we got married in maui at sunset um and none of our family came with us so it was like we invited them but we couldn't pay for everybody to go there and yeah. i did actually a like a, i did a super bowl party so we had everything kind of paid for it was really nice but there was not anybody there to enjoy it with us and um <laughs> and you just kind of like say this is what we're doing and uh, we're going to enjoy it. So it's like, it's family sometimes is very difficult to deal with. And, uh, but when I was there, we were actually getting married, we're getting our vows and there's a person on the balcony of the hotel yelling, go skins, bro. Like, <laughs> how's anybody That's even recognize me? It was oh, crazy. I, I love funny. that. That's Good so cool. Fans are fans no matter where. Yeah. And the NFL is so huge that now with the internet and everything, you can be a fan of anybody you want to all yeah. over the country. Yeah, and that's that's great. That's I think I think it's awesome. Like I fantasy football, great. like you can be fan of your favorite players on different teams and you know root for them. And and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Was fantasy football around when you were playing? Like, is that a new thing, or is that or no? It's been around. No, well, it kind of was around, but it wasn't like there was no money involved, so people mm. didn't really grasp onto it as much. And now with like gambling before, if a player NFL, any professional athlete would have ever mentioned gambling or mm-hmm. all these, like you would just, where you were barred from everything. It was like, you know, don't come around here. You can't mention, you can't be friends with all those people. Now it's like every athlete talks about it, promotes it. Like they put so much money into it. All that has changed. So mm-hmm. um, it was somewhere between when I retired, like 2008 to now. Yeah. Isn't there an app that you can like legally gamble for football and other things for anything there's an app for it yeah yeah Yeah, you can get like pennsylvania is a state that it's legal there's a lot of states that still aren't but pennsylvania is and you you can gamble on anything that's amazing that's i'm surprised you don't have your jersey in a display case i have a few of them around Uh, i'm sure he does yeah just our house wasn't designed to display football i know it's not how about your kids do they play well well gabe and gunner both played at pittsburgh central gabe didn't want to play after high school he went to delaware he didn't want to play anymore and then gunner played for two years at william and mary and then that's um, a great school. You know, it's a job. It's hard work. Yeah. And it, you can't go to college and think that you're just going to slide through. You know, yeah. it's up early lifting, running, then go to class and come back, it's go amazing. to practice. Yeah. And it's a job. And some, it's just not for everyone. Sure. Yeah. That's hard. a lot of work. Yeah. EJ lasted one one year. It's it's a lot. So your dedication and your perseverance is remarkable. And you have a legacy, like 15 years or 17 yeah. years. That's 15 huge. 15 years 15 cool. years and that felt remarkable absolutely yeah. remarkable. well just to let you know if you ever want to have any of us sober for a game night we would love it <laughs> that's a joke we're, uh, <laughs> we're game and we're competitive it's and all about the eat. win 
the W. We, we also do Ouija boards. So if you want to come <gasps> over and have Mackenzie, fun, we'll oh. my Mackenzie <laughs> is loves Ouija boards and like I throw them away and then she makes them out of cardboard. She's 17 and they still don't make them. I find them all over the house and they rip them oh up because God. they get scared. I'm like, That's dangerous. Had, I mean, we've had friends and family over and we always, my wife loves doing it because it's just, and she sages the whole house after and everything. So but we. but we've had family and friends over that say that's sacrilegious and you're the devil's going to come in and we just laugh and we just yeah. say it's, it's not really they sell it you know hasbro makes it as a game so oh, I, mean, yeah. I said you, maybe mad. you've watched i've said maybe you've watched too many ouija board movies that's so fun but mackenzie's manager got her sage and showed her how to sage the house well you have to close the portal there's no it's, doubt about it yeah so <laughs> Oh, oh my god, you she guys. would love you guys. Oh my god, that's I'll a whole other sure. podcast. We yeah, could we'll talk have about. to do another podcast for that one. So, we if should you have your on wife your on podcast, even though we're not famous people, feel free to ask us. We'll all be right, happy yeah. to join you. Yeah, that'd be great. I'll have to have all of you on at the same time. We'd have we a can blast. Huddle up with Gus. Huddle up with Gus. We just invited ourselves That's to his great. podcast and to and his, his home for game night. Game night. And game night in his house. That's right. We've done it all. We'll do it all in one night. It'll be easy. <laughs> Gus, thank you so much for being a guest. You oh, been, you're like, fabulous. You're awesome. I appreciate you guys. I've watched your show a bunch. So you guys oh, are the real stars. You. you guys are, your faces are all over TV all the time. Oh, oh it's scary. And we didn't even oh. get your analysis of a show compared to football. We didn't even get to that part. I know, Sorry. but he's, he wants to see someone tackled. So yeah, well, I would you say this. Know. Here's what I say. Youth football, parents, and your show, yeah. parents, are probably a lot very similar. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I, I agree. I, I believe football. I've seen. Mom. I've seen a lot of it. I've seen a lot of it. And then, I don't know. I, I, my, I'd have a lot of questions for you guys if you did come on my show yeah. about behind the scenes stuff. Well, oh. there's, there's you a can't lot. Give it, yeah, you can't give it, give it all away. I understand. We I love the F word flu. We're an open flu. book. You'd be surprised how yeah. much what we gotta say. Someday we're gonna yeah. write a book. We say that all the time. <laughs> yeah, and here we sit. No, it would be easy. You guys just each write two chapters. You got a book. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Didn't think about that. We would be sued for what we would write. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'd be sued. For sure. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Because Mom Said So. Make sure to listen and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcasts. You can ask us questions or suggest topics by sending us an email at becausemomsaidso4 at gmail.com. And follow us back on Because Mom Said So 4 on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Tune in next week because I'm a mom and because mom said so.